And basically, we're going to talk about Yemen. Uh-huh. And uh, so you did a video not long ago in Urdu talking about Yemen, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can you explain to me what you talked about in this video? Uh, the video is basically about the hypocrisy of uh, the whole world uh, about uh, how like it, like Pakistan speaks against uh, the atrocities, atrocities that are taking place in India and Kashmir and uh, mm-hmm. a lot of people criticized about uh, Dubai uh, giving a word to Modi for peace. While Pakistan is uh, playing the same role as Dubai, uh, since Pakistan has really good connections with uh, China and uh, Saudi, and Saudi is basically like uh, dropping some bombs in Yemen for to have the control there. So basically, the video was talking about that thing is that if you want to solve the problems of the world, we cannot be hypocrite because it's and then it's all gonna be about talk, 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 and we are never gonna find some solutions. And at the same time, people are dying every day and we do not respect that. So, um, can you explain to me why uh, Pakistan would would not talk about Yemen? Well, uh, Pakistan would not talk about Yemen is because Pakistan has really good connections with Saudi. Uh, like, Saudi is like uh, giving a lot of money to Pakistan for many reasons and they have a lot of projects going on with each other. So basically, if Pakistan speaks against uh, Saudi and Saudi's uh, involvement in the human rights violation of Yemen, then Saudi can be like, uh, how dare you to do something like that? Or they, they can have some trade issues or Saudi might not help Pakistan. So that is why Pakistan did not say anything about Yemen. And that is my like personal opinion. There can be some other reasons, but I don't think that any reason can justify it the silence of uh, Pakistan. If they are so comfortable to speak against India, then they can. They should be comfortable also to speak against Yemen. Because at the end of the day, they also had a lot of trades going on with India, besides war. Yeah. Yeah. Um, though I would ask you also then, um, so you said that Pakistan has like a lot of ties with Saudi, but Saudi also have a lot of ties with the. Um, I think, uh, do they have a lot of ties with uh, China? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, they have a lot of ties also with the uh, USA, which USA is in favor of um, of uh, um, the Saudi. war in Yemen. Yeah. Yeah. No, yes. Well, it comes down to the same thing, right? Um, my question is. Pakistan could have been like, you know, abstained itself to vote, like uh, you know, Tunisia did that, which is, you know, like I don't think it's fine to stay silent, but at least you know they're not taking part of it, or let, let's say like they're um, they need to choose uh, for their economy, then you know, like they could have just abstained itself from uh, voting, but they still voted no. And I was wondering what you were thinking about that. Uh, I think like that is where I don't like the part of Pakistan is because I totally agree with the fact that Pakistan could have abstained. Uh, I think it's like I will give you two examples. Uh, India uh, has really good relations with Iran, and India has also really good relations with. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bangladesh, uh, you can like, 
india like india has so much relationship with bangladesh even though bangladesh is a muslim majority country and bangladesh was a, a part of pakistan and at the same time iran is a muslim majority country and they have a lot of trades going on with each other india and uh, uh, iran iran gives a lot of oil to india but iran stated mm-hmm. it openly that even if we have some trades going on with each other it doesn't mean that i will not like condemn what you're doing in kashmir like i'm not like saying the exact words but they said something like that so they condemned it the same goes with bangladesh in bangladesh a lot of people and a lot of parties i don't know if they were the ruling parties or they were the opposition they like protested against kashmir in major like in big numbers and they condemned what is happening in place in india so the point like why pakistan abstained why pakistan did not abstain i think it's because maybe there there was something going on like internally i don't know what i can say or maybe they 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 did not like said state stay abstained because they wanted to please saudi because like that's the only logical explanation i can come up with but basically uh, saudi is using pakistan as to protect mecca right Mm-hmm. Uh so um they're using its army if ever they needed because Pakistan is one of the best uh army in the Muslim world right yeah i would uh, yeah. say that saudi arabia is not using as a muslim it's your uh, religious duty to take care of uh, the religious holy sites of pakistan like uh, the world like muslim world so pakistan voluntarily helps saudi on that So I would not say that Saudi mm-hmm. is using Pakistan. Pakistan is vo- like voluntarily to have some religious service to have to give give some religious services. Uh, they are voluntarily and happily happily doing it. Well, then it, it comes to a really um, interesting part that you know the duty of Pakistan to be uh, religiously invested into protecting its religion, right? Meaning. Uh, mm-hmm. partly uh, the mecca right then they should be also religiously uh, and morally have the duty to go and defend people for example in yemen because people in yemen are muslim majority also no the thing is that when we talk about yemen and when we talk about uh, protecting mecca protecting mecca and understanding why it is really important it's not really complicated while understanding the war that is taking place in yemen is really complicated because there is so much news going on and so, and we, you can never find out what is the truth uh, so saudi has mm-hmm. an explanation for that why they are doing it so the, the the point is that it gets much more complicated so to like understand the, those situations so yes pakistan does have a moral responsibility towards the people of yemen but it's not as complicated because there is a war involved already uh USA is there yeah. in in a way Saudi is there uh, Iran is also there so it's not an easy thing and so yeah obviously level up, but in a political way it's not easy but you know if uh, Imran Khan can actually talk about Kashmir he could also talk about uh what's happening you know the point is um you know I wonder because right now Mecca is not a place that is under attack, right? Mm. The people in Yemen are, you know, people are dying, people are mm. in famine and people are uh, you know, dying a lot and um, you know, 
USA actually, uh, I think USA helped Saudi to have um, weapons. Yeah, and then basically, those weapons are targeting non-civilian places, right? Yeah. So, so since there, you know, because it's not just about like targeting uh, those those places. Wait, I said non-civilian. I mean, I meant civilian places, like mm, yeah, where there are people. They're like they're bombarding there. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, wouldn't be morally right. To go and help those people instead of letting them... Because they're innocent. They're the one that is living the consequences of this war, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing uh, about that, uh, I, I read something on the internet. Uh, I, I, I don't remember. I think it was Human Rights Watchers, the organization names. And according to them, the humanitarian aid is being stopped there. Uh, it is. You can say that... Uh, like Okay, so if you want to go with the mainstream story that uh, is... That like that the that Saudi like sorry that USA follows uh, mainstream and their political like ruling parties following is something like that. There are terrorists in Yemen that wants to attack Saudi, and there are so many terrorists in Yemen, mm-hmm. and uh, they have too much hold onto the civilians. So in order to stop them, you need to make them hungry, and you need to stop uh, food from going there and you need to weaken them and in order to weaken them you you need to like stop their like uh aid there there should not be any food there should not be any hospitals and stuff like that so when you give that kinds of uh yeah. explanations uh, then it it kind of gets hard for to answer that back but yeah obviously it is wrong i'm not well, saying it's not wrong. well i th- i think i think it's it's not right because uh you know in Malan Khan and her in his first speech about Kashmir, you know, like he did it like around one hour speech or like 50. Well, it's like more like 43 or 45 minutes speech, you know, and he talked about many things. And one thing he talked about was um, was uh, people being radicalized. So what it was a terrorist majority of the time is, is a person that became radicalized, you know, um, yeah, I, I remember that with the religion. Yeah, so for me, someone that is saying to to me that yeah, they're they're going to weaken the the rank of the the radicalized people by doing uh, by weakening them, um, not giving food, access to water, access to uh, medicine, hospital, uh, education. For me, that at the end of the day, it just is just prompt to have more of that, uh, how to say, of that, uh, uh, gosh, I forgot the word, of that, like, terrorist side. So basically, it's just going to keep on going, right? They're going to use this excuse to say that there's more people that has, like, terrorists and blah, blah, blah. But don't you think with all the technology that we have, wouldn't it be easy to find a terrorist especially like if it's just someone uh that is not necessarily really educated at all and have access to uh sophisticated you know software in term of um okay so it's a really interesting thing that you're saying uh, it's a really interesting thing that you said there obviously we have the technology as far as i can guess because if we have like reached to the Mars and we have like these uh, artificially intelligent robots that can talk like humans, 
and so on mm. and so on obviously mm. we have the technology uh to like fix this problem but the thing is that if we will fix the problem that is taking place in yemen then who is going to buy more weapons who are going to uh, profit those uh, big corporations who are producing weapons on weapons and weapons and then selling it to other countries so if you provide them the solution they are not going to, going to be your customers for like they're not going to be like really profitable customers for that so in order for you to keep on selling your weapons you need to give provide them weapons that will never solve the problem but that will further make the problem more complicated so uh, as far as i can guess yes there is a technology and yes, there are many ways of solving it, but they are not solving it on purpose because if it's a money game, if they will solve it, they won't be able to make much profit from that. That's what I think. Yeah. And one thing that you talked about also into your videos that um, the people are just there and they keep on talking, right? Yeah. And nothing is taking place. For example, you, you gave the example exactly from Kashmir, you know, like uh, Pakistan is like pointing at Kashmir, then India answering point at uh, Pakistan. And then mm. Pakistan is pointing back to uh, uh, to India. So yeah. how do you think that we should tackle this down? Because it's just talking, 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 never getting into a concrete uh, resolution out of that. Okay, so I mean, like, answer that question from both sides of the world, uh, because there are two sides in, uh, involved, mm -hmm. and uh, the one side that is involved in is the Muslim world, and the second side that is involved is uh, the Western world, uh, Middle East, Muslim, and Western world. So, uh, like, I will answer that in like from both sides. So, from uh, the Muslim world and from uh, the like Asian Muslim worlds, like a major Muslim majority countries like Pakistan, Bangladesh. Uh, and etc etc i don't think they can do anything for now because they are not economically strong enough to help someone it is like you have a boat with two three people on it and then you put like seven eight people and then the whole boat like drowns so for them mm -hmm. they cannot do much if they really want to uh, make a change and they need to start making change from the really little things from their own economy like one thing that you said to me and that was really interesting uh, and i also like uh, said to my friends is that it is not that the people are only dying in yemen it is not that the people are only uh, being like the human rights of people are only being violated in china it is also taking place in pakistan so it is very yeah. easy for us to sit here and criticize about yemen and may like have a protest where we are having fun more than like being like being like serious about the situation. We we can do that because it is easy to do. What is a hard thing to do is to help the people who are already dying in Pakistan, to help the people whose rights are already being violated in Pakistan. So I think that for for the, like mm -hmm. for the Pakistani people, it is much more important to focus on their own economy, their own society, their culture, to improve that. Because so basically starting from themselves yeah. and then after that go outside of the world, yeah. right? So because um, and, and that's a really interesting. Like, yeah, yeah, no, go for it, go for it. Yeah, so uh, so that that's about the Pakistan side. They cannot help like uh, Yemen right mm -hmm. now. All they can do is like talk or raise their voices. But if they truly want to help uh, Yemen, they need to like do it from their own pockets. But if your own pockets are empty, how can you give money to someone else? So they need to like work on their, their own self. Now let's come to the second part that is about West. Now, uh, 
Like what I'm gonna get, before you continue, can you find me what is West? Like just to make just to make mm-hmm. sure that our audience is okay. understanding what so West when, means. Most of the times when I use the word West, I talk about uh, really developed countries like USA, uh, like USA, Germany, Canada, UK, UK, New France, Zealand, all those countries uh, whose economies are really like strong. I, I when I like and when I talk about West, I don't necessarily talk about Poland, uh, South America because those countries are not really developed enough to like do something for yeah. other countries. Yeah. So not the East, not East Europe, but more like West Europe or Central Europe, and going to up uh, North uh, Europe, and then after that, uh, um, the North America, and excluding USA. Mexico. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah, and basically Australia and New Zealand. Yeah. Basically. So. Right? Uh, no, Even like as, really as long as I, <laughs> as long as I understand like those people's po- like uh, political si- uh, situation and their like civilization and uh, I think that it is being destroyed, and it's my personal opinion. It is being destroyed by giving false informations, by being too much sensitive, and by being too much mm-hmm. liberal. Mm-hmm. To right now. Y- for me, if you really a human, then you need to understand that if you, you are having one apple, right, then you should not cry about mm-hmm. having another apple, but you should more be concerned about if someone does have the apple or not. So when I look at like West, these people, the, the majority of the people are in ridiculous, they are busy in ridiculous arguments uh, that are much more self-centered, mm-hmm. being... Mm-hmm. offended for example the thing is that the mm-hmm. west has the power to help what is happening in yemen and in a lot of ways west is responsible because the weapons are basically coming from west so and it is not just like about like uh, helping the people in yemen but also them their own selves because when you look at usa germany mm-hmm. or uh, uk and france the brexit is going on they, they are also in debt uh, the educational system is really bad. Uh, a lot of people are under debt. It's the falling system, apart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The healthcare system is broken. When you think about all that, they are really dwelled and they has the most dwelled economies. Where is the money going? The money is going uh, like in the wars. For example, if you look at the war in Iraq, how much money they spend on that and what mm-hmm. did they get? They get ISIS. They get like radical, mm-hmm. radicalized Muslims coming to their countries to take the revenge from them. But, yeah, but yeah. after... Yeah, but after that, the, 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 you need to understand their intention of why they're going into those countries, right? For example, why they went to, into Afghanistan or why they, why they started like a war into Iraq or why they, you know, mm. why they are starting those wars. The that, that's that, the question that we should start like you, asking a bit more. No? Yeah. For me, like, I, I, the way I will like put it is something like that. Back then, you did not had experience. You did not know that you made some mistakes. Now you know that it was a mistake to go in Afghanistan. It was a mistake, like it was a mistake to bomb, like innocent people, blindly just because nine uh, eleven mm-hmm. took place. It it, it does not justify mm-hmm. the death of uh, thousands of innocent people of Afghan. The same goes with Iraq, right? The point that I'm trying to make here mm-hmm. is that you know, like the war, like took place there, and this country needs to grow then usa and all its allies inside of they put focus on making more weapons and destroying more countries they should stop doing it because they are all doing it not for the 
best of their own people but for the best of these uh the way like i think uh, because i'm not a con- like i'm I, i'm not too much into the conspiracy theories of new, new world order and something like that i think that the people uh, in the power they do yes. it to give profit to uh, those big companies who are making weapons in order to like give them profit for whatever reason i don't know but for whatever reasons because this, this is one of the only logical explanation i can come up with that can make sense uh so for like giving yeah. them the profit or for, for them reasons for them uh, they are making like doing wars in yemen and all that while their own people are going through a tough time the students are under debt mm-hmm. a person needs to do two three jobs mm-hmm. a woman does not have enough time to have a baby and stuff like that that is one thing so the people of west instead they find and having a baby cost a lot also Yeah. It's it's not just they don't have time it costs a lot because like uh, I think uh, I remember we did like a research and it costs around $10,000 just to have a baby just to deliver like the baby yeah which is kind of ridiculous you know so instead in west people like fight with each other about their sexuality and uh, talks about drag queens and those stuff which can be pretty personal mm-hmm. personal that like that cannot be like a political problem mm-hmm. as long as like because like in no culture like especially in west you have the freedom to do it you don't need to make it a political problem the the priority of mm-hmm. your political problems should be the economical side not the personal side because what mm-hmm. is happening on the economical side mm-hmm. the governments are bomb- like making bombs and put like uh, like dropping them in yemen which is also like destroying your own civilization your own making your own life harder like making your tax rates going up and up and then also making the life of people in Yemen miserable so the people of west can have yeah, this situation basically the the taxes that you give to the government is going into a war where it's killing people so basically you're part of that even if you don't want it exactly so if you if someone do, like for example if someone do, do not want to be part of something like that right so it would be their moral uh responsibility to actually do something in the political level onto that right yeah so uh so the people of west yeah. only they can help themselves and they can help yemen and how can they do it by instead mm. of being busy about these personal problems of pronouns and homosexuality and uh, lgbt and stuff like that they should be more busy into trying to stop their countries to stop bombarding Uh, other countries and that is how the west mm-hmm. can help so and mm-hmm. that is my opinion that is how it can be changed mm-hmm. like 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 okay. to put in like um, uh, to put the conclusion just... to put it into like a really simple words countries like pakistan uh, bangladesh should first right now focus on their own countries they should stop being a uh, hypocrite yes. and they should raise the voices and the people in yes. west and i just want to, i just want to say something about that you know like yes. um i have a friend of mine who said to me once you know if you start pointing out a finger at someone you know oh look at what they're doing but then you don't realize there's three finger also pointing at you yeah. and i thought that this was really smart you know because you point but you have three like uh, on your side i was i just wanted to make that actually earlier but yeah just yeah. Uh, to remind ourselves every time that we're pointing our fingers to someone you know yeah. pakistani pointing Obviously. the finger on india or saudi or 
uh, Pakistan or their government, then they should also think about themselves because what are they doing to for their country? What are they doing to improve the, the quality of like the, the their villages? What, what are they doing in terms of uh, helping the people that are in need in their country, in their areas, in their villages? You know? Yeah, exactly. This is something that... And, the, and about the people of West, they should like stop like trying to be like they should try to be more they should try to come out of their comfort zone and instead of making a really protective and non-offending kind of environment they should put much more focus into pushing their governments to stop like uh, bombing countries which raise their own taxes and mm-hmm. try to push the governments to have better policies and better uh, taxation system for the people so they can are using the taxes in a better way mm-hmm. and in a in a way that would have the the people of their own country right yeah. instead of a, also um but but it's a, it's a like in terms of taxes is a really like, complicated subject which we can talk about it like for hours into another uh podcast <laughs> but yeah i think that that was have a responsibility you know we're privileged in a sense and we should have the responsibility to help the other countries and the uh those problems happening into those like places yes we uh, should since we are privileged we we should we should like try to help those people uh, yeah and in, if in we talk about can. poverty uh i think like you have watched also that video about poverty in west like i'm not gonna like generalize it yeah but even a lot of people that mm-hmm. are invest are that are so-called poor are much more privileged than african countries or some asian countries because according to that like uh, uh, statistics or research a lot of people who are called poor they actually have tv they actually have television they actually have air conditioners in their room or wherever they are living they, they have, have food. a phone yeah so yeah. yes, the people in the West. Well, well, they have food, but they're still going into like a free place of food, right? Yeah. And then they get the food for free, then they go back home. Yeah. So yeah, the people in the West are much more privileged compared to the people in uh, Asia or Africa or Middle East. Yeah. Even in terms of education or yeah. having and internet and all that. Even even in terms of base salary, you know, like we talked about this and we actually like are I actually argued about that. That in the West, you know, for example, here in Canada, Quebec, uh, our minimum wage is I think it got up a bit, but uh, the last time I checked, it was around like twelve dollars or something or thirteen dollars, right, per hour. Um, and this comes in the top, I think, fifteen of the wealth of the world. Yeah, exactly, that thing. The whole world, you know? And when you put this into this kind of perspective, you're thinking about yourself, okay, maybe I'm like, I'm poor in Canada, Yeah. but then I am extremely privileged because I'm in the top 15 or the top 13 or whatever. And then we don't realize those stuff. And I I think it's... Like, for example, like, for example, like a quarter of the world lives per day on $1 or $2. And even a beggar in a Western street can make like 10, 20 pounds or $15 per day. So even like that beggar or that homeless guy or poor guy in West can make much more money compared to uh, what uh, 
like the person is in Asia. And a lot of people can argue on that, that, yeah, that is true, but the food prices are also up. But I'm not talking about that in terms of food, but in terms of opportunities to like to make you understand that. Mm-hmm. For when when we talk about uh internet like services on the internet, like to make it really easy and simple to understand that. Let's say that I want to uh buy a software where I can start working. Mm-hmm. Like in West, mm-hmm. it can like the the price of the software is forty dollars. Now a bagger in West can save his like money that he bagged and he got from bagging for two three days. He can have forty or fifty dollars or maybe one hundred dollars. He can buy that mm-hmm. product. While a person that is in Africa, in Middle East, in Asia, he needs to beg for two months in order to have the same product. So when I say that, like the poor people in the West are privileged, I do not say that in terms of food, but in terms of many other uh, opportunities. opportunities. Because a lot of people can argue. Yeah, and so, even in term of in term of opportunity of jobs. Yeah. Uh, to, like we we like just me compared to you. So you're a Pakistani man. You have uh like you know you have a lot of knowledge, a lot of a lot of skill, and you have tried to find a job, uh, yeah. remote job, and like how much job have you applied to? More than two hundred, three hundred. Yeah, and did you get any like positive response? No, or responses? No, no. Uh, well, me, I apply. I'm from Canada, right? And I applied to um, probably like fifty job or less, and it's someone even came to me and gave yeah. me a contract to to have a remote job, right? Yeah. So so this tells a lot about the opportunities that we have in the West. And that's just because I made a bit my my like a uh, profile on LinkedIn a bit good, and then like mm. the the recruiter came to me, and then like she said, Approach "Oh, see, we have this and that opportunity." Mm. And that, and you know, like people here in Canada who says that they're not having um, enough job opportunities. There's thirty thousand job right in Montreal where like people are demanding. Uh, uh, you know, worker, and people say, "Well, we don't have like uh, we don't have job opportunities." Hey, can I point looking, out something you know? here? Uh, I think that like that yeah, problem sure, is uh, that problem ju- is is not just in Canada or in West. I think that that the same problem exists in Pakistan also, because from my experience, I like uh, we had we have a store as you know about it, and we needed some people to work there or employees, and it, it took a lot of time to find just two three people to work. While a lot of people are starving, they do not have money and they complain all about. I think that like like that thing is everywhere, not just in West or anywhere, like not just there. Mm-hmm. So the the point that I was trying to make is that like it, it's not also about the job opportunities because let's say you don't have a job opportunity but you can make it. The point that I was trying to make is that if you want to start a company, if you want to start a business or something like that, and where you are going to use uh, some like hardware devices like a laptop um, uh, and a domain name a website or stuff like that it is much more easier for a western people to get all those services compared to the people that is living in asia and middle east <clears throat> so like that is one example uh, that i that like which can't be argued so that is why i put yeah. that example other examples can't be are can be argued for example there are like uh, the job opportunities thing that you said there Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at the end of the day, um, 
just to wrap it up, but do you want to wrap it up for uh, for well, us? Or? Well, you can do it. It's your job. I'm just here to answer. Oh, it's my job now. Are you just here to answer some questions? <laughs> okay. So I think to wrap it up, um, we can say that the responsibility of the people in Pakistan should be to focus on to um, bringing their economy up yeah. and also bringing more education yeah. to their people, right? In a good way. Uh, I think we did not talk about this much, but we can talk about this in another podcast. I think uh, it would be really interesting to talk about that. And uh, in terms of the West, obviously there's education that needs to be done, but not in terms of like intellectual, but in terms of like priority, right? Yeah. Um, and then where their money is going, you know, that kind of education. And then they should have responsibility in terms of involving themselves into the problem that their country created. Yeah. So I think that we can wrap up all this situation from Yemen and all that into uh, into this conclusion. <laughs> yeah, okay. So bye-bye. Okay, okay. Bye-bye.